0: Hey peeps, this is Trish. I want to share something with you today. So, back in the day when I was starting Spring OT, we had grown, we had some admin help, we had a therapist or two, and I had systems, let's put that in quotations, meaning I had like spreadsheets and Google Docs and more spreadsheets and a few emails. And finally, my therapists in my team, very small team, begged me to do something all under one umbrella. No more duct tape systems, they said, Trish. Please, please get a real system. So what did you do, Trish? Well, Ashley, let me tell you. (laughs) I always talk about time being precious and needing to buy back our time because we've only got two assets we've got time as money and time is the most limited resource that we have i'm on a mission to help ot entrepreneurs save that time no more ten dollar tasks so that you can use it for what really matters and that is being the ceo of your company who can implement your growth only you can do that agreed so, Yeah. I know I know you believe in this. So when you have systems in place, everything just falls into line. That chaos that you feel turns into order, the duct tape goes away. And you know, you become clearer and have more control. So I want you the listeners to imagine what it would be like to have more time to pursue the ambitions and the mission and the impact that you want to have as you grow your OT business
1: instead of just drowning in all those routine tasks. So you turned all that chaos into order and <laughs> yep. you got a system in place yep. and not just, you know, papers and Excel and duct tape, but you got an EMR that exactly. brought everything together. That is exactly why I built Therabyte for OTs just like you who are growing your business. And I know that that's a past version and a current version of you as you step back into working a little bit with clients. So... Uh if you are still looking for that EMR to suit your needs, Therabyte is the EMR for OTs. So head over to therabyte.app to learn more about it. And if you want to hang out a little bit more with me, not only did I build the Therabyte, but I'm also guest coaching in Trish's program, Road to 100K, until the end of June.
0: We're so check that out too. We're happy to have a systems expert in there.
1: Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome, Trish. Take care. Therabyte.app.
0: Welcome OT entrepreneurs to episode 106 of the OT's Get Paid podcast. Today we're going to be covering how you make decisions in your business. Now I already had an episode planned for today, but I was inspired by a call. I had with a member of the Road to 100k group coaching program. These members are allowed to access me one on one via Voxer at times. And her question today was, Trish, who do I hire next, VA or OT? And you can tell this was pressing because this is the one on one time you get with me. And this was their question. Now, of course, you know, I love getting into the nitty-gritty of business. It is my jam. It is one of my zones of genius. However, whether it's in your ear in this podcast or through one of our paid programs, you won't have me forever. Wa. wall! Fly, little peeps, fly. So the bigger question becomes, how do you make decisions in your business? Let's discuss some steps that you can take. I have five here today that are a blueprint for where and how you can make decisions in your own business when you fly, fly away into paid peep land. Greg McEwen, McCowan, I should have Googled that before I said this, wrote a great book called Essentialism. It is a super book with lots of great content, and I've read it multiple times. And two things that have leapt out at me are the first two on our blueprint list. And the first is remembering the power of choice. Remembering the words I have to versus the words I get to. I'm going to be personal here for a moment. For about six months plus, I've been a part of a group or a membership that is free. It's available to people all over the world in person or on Zoom or by phone. And this group and membership has really been supporting me and my children. It has become an anchor in the healing that's happening in my home and the happening of the three of us. And it allows me and therefore my children to learn some new tools. And they have some official literature. Listen, before I go in about what the literature is, I would love to share more. I love being transparent. I love the connection that I have with all of you. But as I've referenced quite a few times, this is not just my story alone to tell, it just isn't. There are lots of adults that are a part of this story. So, therefore, I'm very cognizant about how much to share. However, if you want to reach out to me because part of what I'm saying resonates with you, please jump into the OTs Get Paid Facebook group and you can send me a DM because I'm happy to dive a little deeper into this one on one. At any rate, yesterday's online meeting was about having the courage to change. And the fundamental piece of that, that they talked about yesterday, was recognizing that you have a choice, that we all have a choice. How many of us, how many of you listening feel trapped? You might feel trapped in a job, or trapped in your company, in a marriage, or trapping in your family, or trapped in a decision. You might say to me, Trish, you don't understand. Other people can just make decisions or travel or hire somebody or take time away. Not me. I can't. And I offer back to you the fundamental mental shift of choice. Reminder, ding ling ling you have free will. And to those of you who practice or are familiar with Christianity, this is such an important piece of life that they've even created a tenant of that religion in their belief that Jesus died for your sins to give humanity free will. That's a basic part of Christianity. And I find it really interesting as it comes up for me or for my young adult children right now. One of them spoke to me on the phone the other day, and he said, Mom, can you just tell me what to do? His latest is weathering, pardon me, his latest is wondering whether or not he should continue with his music and his chosen field, which is music adjacent to that of sound engineering, or now he's thinking about going to law school he's almost 23. Mom, what should I do? Just tell me what to do, he says. I don't know, kid. I can give him, in the way that I've raised him, values and a mission of which he can fall back on. And for my clients, we have that and our roadmap. And yet at the end of the day, getting to choose is to be human. And that choice, I have to remind myself constantly, and I want you to remind yourself as well, gives us hope, which, in my opinion, is a pretty darn great place to start in any decision making. Number two is what Greg mcewen mcowan <laughs> sorry, Greg. <laughs> talks about the trade off, meaning what problem do I want to have? He reminds us that not all problems will be solved. He goes so far as to recommend that almost nothing is essential. Remember, his book is called essentialism. He says, almost nothing is essential. Another metaphor I've heard used for that is there are plastic balls and there are glass balls, and there are only a precious few that are glass balls, and the rest are plastic and can be dropped without large consequence. Now, to recommend that almost nothing is essential makes my Enneagram 3 heart beat really, 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 really fast. Ah! There's literally not enough yoga in the world (laughs) that can get me to that place where I believe that almost nothing is essential. So the question that McEwen McCowan asks is not how can I do it all, but how can I go big into something? When I read that, I tell you my heart slowed down a little bit. I said, phew, thanks, Greg, (laughs) because productivity, Patricia, (laughs) That's me. Patricia's my nickname. I got to hang my hat on something, Greg. So productivity, Patricia, feels a lot better now. So we can go big into something. Number three is getting quiet to hear the answer. I recently, or in the past, did a podcast episode on this. Mostly, to be honest, to alleviate my guilt of when I needed to go low and slow to find the answers on what was next for me and my business and my life. We all know that as entrepreneurs, our business takes all our crap and throws it in our face. That is episode 54, titled, Sitting Quietly to Hear the Answer. (laughs) Isn't that a coincidence? That's exactly the title of point number three. Now, McCowan McEwen does have a part of his book where he calls it the vital versus the trivial. Plenty of times I am done. My head is buzzing and I'm going in 50,000 directions or the light switch is off with decision fatigue. Most people who listen to this podcast identify as women. Most people who listen to this podcast are between the ages of 25 and 55. Most people who listen to this podcast are people who identify as women between the ages of 25 and 55 and identify as being a part of a family, whether or not they have children or they take care of fuzzy pets or they take care of partners. This is a recipe for decision fatigue. And I am one of the people. In my family, I meet all those criterion, and it's only me. And in my business, I meet all those criterion, and so do you, because you are the only CEO. It doesn't matter how big your team is. It doesn't matter how big my team is. There's only Trish, the CEO. There's only, in my home, one parent at home. Listen, a few months ago, I started to make a list of every single thing I did in a day, because I was really interested in trying another approach to share with my children, particularly one who's still living at home, the mental load, or the unpaid labor that was done, that they didn't even recognize was being done. And that wasn't from a place of being punitive. I was really struggling In what I'm now rephrasing emerging adulthood, she's past adolescence, and I used to think, oh, right, well, 20, that's an adult. Nope, 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 nope. One day I'm going to do a podcast on everything I've learned about emerging adulthood, because it's blowing my mind, and why that age group is having trouble leaving the nest in the same way that we did. I'm Gen X. I get that that's different. There's a lot of millennials, et cetera, listening. you know, and part of that part of that learning is the initiation piece. Admittedly, I don't think I've done a great job with what and I have to listen, I thought I did a great job. But I feel as though I haven't done a super job on helping my kids, my young adult children understand the invisible load that happens to dun, 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 mostly women. So I started to make a list. In support of trying to help my child learn this rather than wait for me to tell them what to do and listen i've scaffolded the out of it i was looking for another solution by the way and i gotta tell you it wasn't really helpful <laughs> in fact it made me really depressed <laughs> i was reinforcing what i already know and i was like dude this is she's not even reading it and i'm just sad so <laughs> forget it i'm not doing this anymore but it did reinforce, like I said, what I already know in that my brain is tired. Your brain is tired. So guess what? I give you permission to slow down. McEwen McCowan would say the vital versus the trivial and I say, listen to what your gut says. You wanna ditch your sound engineering career and take on hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans and go to law school? Go for it, kid. That's a you decision. And if that's what your gut is saying, I support you. Closer to home, OT entrepreneur, do you want to sell what you've built and do something else? As a recent member of the 100K Club did, literally built up to six figures, joined the program to learn how to grow and scale that business. And then after months said, oh my God, I I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think I want to do something new. That was their decision. They needed to listen to their gut. Do you want to move to a tropical island, just like another recent member of the 100K club? But I mean, like really make it happen while still running businesses? Incredible. That is so much work that that has to come from their gut. I mean, on a fantasy day, I want to live in a tropical island, but I realistically don't or else I'd be making those moves. That was important to them and they needed to slow down in order to hear that answer and make it happen. Or do you want to speak on stages and then realize, nope, that was a great idea, but I don't love it. And in fact, I'm going to shift to a job. Somebody else I know that's not a member of our paid programs, but a member of the OTs, get paid peeps community has done that. These are big changes and only you will know. And you need to be quiet to hear it. Number four, is it A or B? What if it's C or D or E or F or G or H or I? I believe I've spoken about Calgary's mayor before, but it is worth revisiting. I live in a city called Calgary, in a province called Alberta, in a country called Canada. And we had a mayor. They've since mayored out of <laughs> their term. Is that how I say it? You can tell I'm a real politician. They mayored out. And this gentleman's name is Nahed Nechi. N-E-N-S-H-I. And I think he's one great dude. I am acquainted with him in sort of friends of mine know him. Small town. I live in a city of only about a million people. Or when he was running, he was, it was about a million people. And I was on his campaign, one of the very first people, kind of number 30 or 35. And mainly, and then I've also been impressed as I've, you know, Clearly not anywhere near his inner circle. I don't think he would know my name. Um, I've been very impressed with him, both close up and, and at a distance. This mayor of ours was of Tanzanian descent. He identifies as an Ismaili Muslim. He is raised in Canada by parents who I believe owned a dry cleaning company. Anyways, he lived in a not fancy part of town. He went to the local university, the University of Calgary, where he was president of the Students' Union and graduated with a BCom. And then he went off and got a Master's of Public Policy at the JFK School at Harvard. Then he did the uh, consulting thing with McKinsey, uh, and then came back to Canada, where he actually taught at one of our local colleges, community colleges, where I believe he is now. co-founded some civic level groups, which put him on the map. And he was also on the political map because Calgary is a small town and he had been president of the student union and he had kept his foot in that door. His best friend, <clears throat> same, same, uh, became a lawyer, and they were really still involved in civic politics. This friend of his Chima became his, um, campaign manager. I hope I'm using that title properly. And then, Nenshi ran for, mayor now you have to understand we are a pretty white pretty conservative oil and gas town and he came in pretty middle uh at any rate he you know nobody had heard of this kid basically i think he ran for mayor at 40 uh maybe younger than that and um he won and i really leaned in to his not only campaign, as I mentioned, but then listening to him as the mayor, believe it or not, there's something called Mayor of the World <laughs> truly, at least that's what they told us in Calgary, and he won Mayor of the World. He beat out the Mayor of London at the town at the time. Um, I don't even know what the Mayor of the world is, but supposedly it's a big deal. So he has said publicly quite a number of times that he takes a long time to make a decision because he recognizes it's not A or B. Often the right decision is C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, or L, and M and O, P. And trust me, you need to do steps one through four before you can free up your frontal lobes, or your gut, or your frontal lobes, or a combo of both, to see that there are other options other than the binary. He also talks a lot about how city council, his councillors that he made decisions with or his teams when he was running for mayor or after in any of his other decision-making processes, he would throw his ideas out to his team, idea C, idea A, B, F, G, and he would encourage them to try to pull it apart, stretch it, rip it, chew at it poke holes through it, because then they would know if it was a good decision or not. One of his taglines was politics in full sentences, as opposed to politics in, I guess, sound bites, And that also is reflected, I believe, in his decision-making. Now, this has now become a Calgary Trish story, and that's not what I mean. I'm trying to tell a story so that it resonates with you. You might know who created this in the first place, but I don't. This is the first time I've heard of it, which is why I'm telling you my story. But just today on the phone call, the client and I, who's in, was doing a Voxer with me one-on-one and who's in the road to hundred K, we came up with option C or D and they chose C. And the joy and relief and like, oh my goodness, I hadn't thought of that option came to them. And that is such a beautiful moment. Number five is surrounding yourself with the right people. Now, is this in contradiction to what I said about number three, getting quiet to hear the answer because you're the only CEO? Mm, Not really. It's beyond getting the right people on the bus, as Jim Collins would say. It's beyond just having the right team. I want you to ask yourself, who is one of your paid peeps? Who are your people? Are they a colleague? Are they a part of your community? Are they a partner, whether at home or in business? Or a bestie? Someone that can celebrate those champagne moments with you? Somebody who can bring you that yes energy? As one of my clients told me this week, thank you for calling me out on my crap. But they used a different word other than crap. It doesn't have to be paid, it doesn't have to be a paid community, although people often value what they pay for, which is why we have group programs, which is why we have masterminds, which is why I created with Laura Park Figueroa, the OT Entrepreneur Summit for three years. I really want you to ask who is there energetically for you? Who is the right person for you? Who are you going to lean into as opposed to scatter? Who is going to be that vital person? We've gone through five points today in an effort to help you with a blueprint for decision making. This has been a culmination of different resources and my own experiences to help you when you are stuck with your next big decision. And I hope you found this helpful. Until next time.